welcome to the Orange Hammer Podcast. My name is Corbett Storick. I've been a licensed general contractor for eight plus years, specializing in new construction, renovation, furniture building. I'm the son of an architect and an interior designer, and I've been surrounded in this industry since birth, watching all aspects from concept, design, build, punch list, and of course, all the problems that come up in between. In my time in Durham, North Carolina, I've noticed a significant gap in knowledge between homeowners who need work and the people who do the work. On this podcast, I hope to break down the process of homeownership from the perspective of both the homeowner and the contractor in an effort to help raise the knowledge of homeowners about their homes and the construction slash renovation process. I hope you enjoy. If you're enjoying the Orange Hammer podcast, or if you have a topic that you want covered, or have recently done a project, please contact the Orange Hammer podcast. The Orange Hammer podcast is on Instagram and Facebook. Please like and subscribe, share on whatever platform you're enjoying your podcast on. Also check out our YouTube channel, The Orange Hammer. The Orange Hammer podcast is proud to be brought to you by CRS Contracting LLC for all your construction and handyman needs, new buildings to renovations, furniture building, EV charger install, or even a TV mounted, you can call me, Corbett Storick. It'd be my pleasure to help you. You can find me on Instagram at CRS Contracting, WSDG, the Walter Storick Design Group, specialists in architectural and acoustical consulting. Check out WSDG.com. And Taylor Bragg, for all your artistic needs in all mediums, you can find her on Instagram at Bragg underscore about underscore art. That's Bragg, B-R-G-G, with two Gs. She's the fantastic artist behind the Orange Hammer logo, and she did my fantastic table painting of my podcasting table. My guest today, Natasha H., living in Cary, North Carolina, a one-time homeowner, an avid runner, owner of two adorable cats, and currently working in apartment management. Natasha, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time. So what time in your life did you were you a one-time homeowner? I bought my first home in October of 2019. Okay, so relatively recent, but still a couple of years ago before mm-hmm. some relatively big things that happened in the world. Yeah, the market's yeah. definitely been shifting a lot. Yeah. So obviously you were a first time home buyer. That was, yeah, that was my first. Okay. So what was that process like? Where where was that? Was that also in Cary? So the home I bought was an Apex, but we were shopping kind of all around the Triangle area, Raleigh, Cary, Apex. Gotcha. You know, the town wasn't specific for us, um, just looking for the right house. And it okay. was definitely, definitely an interesting process. Okay. So you uh, just like were able to, you know, in your personal life, figure out your parameters. And then you, did you have a, a, a realtor? We did. Yeah. Okay. So we worked with a local realtor um, and they're essential for guiding you through the process. How did um, you find that realtor? It was actually just a family friend. Okay. Um, so and that's actually how we your, found most of our realtors. Gotcha. Through your network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. That's a common, uh, that's a common thread. Uh, you know, pretty, we're still early in the podcast and like networking and who, you know, just seems to be a, a massive, uh, uh, recurring theme. Always. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty of, um, 
agencies that you could, you know, Google really easily, but you don't know who you're working with or what their goals are. And different realtors will also work in different ways. So some realtors just do like a flat fee, no matter what the cost of the home is. Um, And then some realtors have different percentages of fees based on um, the value of the home that they're selling. So, you know, that also will determine if you're essentially getting a buyer's agent or a seller's agent, right. you know, so you, you need to kind of do the research on that and figure out which one's going to be best for you overall cost wise. Gotcha. And so family friend, obviously, you know, uh, alleviates a lot of the worry, but did you do any like further, I guess, like research on her as a realtor or, the, or, or him or him or her? Her, her, um, on, on her for as a realtor or was, or was family friend enough. And you were just like, let's rock. Uh, this was, this was family friend. We knew her through my mom. So, you know, it was kind of like a trusted source. Um, and my mom had worked with her before in kind of different avenues. Gotcha. So it wound your up mom being do? a good thing. She's a banker. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Banker working real estate. They That's a interlinking. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. So, and that, okay. So that's perfectly leads to, uh, another point. Um, did you, did, or did she then lead you to somebody in the financial world or did you already have somebody who was going to help you with the mortgage side of things? Um, so, so based on, you know, what we had in order, you know, cash flow wise to buy a home, she, um, led us to like an FHA loan. So it's just a first time home buyers loan. It doesn't require a lot of cash down because especially in this day and age, not everybody has $50,000 sitting there ready to go for yeah. a down payment, you yeah. know? And so, um, for us that basically capped it at 3% and we were just able to have that, um, to put as a down payment and it just helped being first time home buyers and still being relatively young. We're still in our twenties. So you didn't necessarily even need a whole like third party bank. She just kind of led you through, what was it like a website or she just had an application process that she kind of guided you through. Yeah. So actually it went through, I think it was Atlantic mortgage. Um, and they just wound up, you know, leading us through the process. And the, the first thing you do is get pre-approved. So they'll pre-approve you for amount. And then, you know, what amount you can shop for. So you get pre-approved for the loan and they, so that won't lock in your rate or anything like that, but it pre-approves you for a certain amount. So if you apply for, let's say a $500,000 loan, they'll either, you know, pre-approve you or you'll apply for a different amount. And that way, you know, okay, the cap of what I'm looking at to spend is going to be $500,000 or we have up to $500,000 to spend. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's pretty clear. But more my question was like, uh, did she like lead you to, you said Atlantic Atlantic mortgage was the name of the company. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she gave us the contact. Okay. And then that they, they, that they, they as loan. a third party were like, we can help you through this. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Cause for a second, I thought you were saying like that your realtor was like, I just have this application for a first time homeowner's loan and it's not that big a deal. And I was like, <laughs> Oh really? Well, that's super cool. Cause most of the time, uh, I've heard a realtor being like, well, I've got six people who can work with a loan depending on your circumstance and yep. everybody has a different circumstance and you know, whether you work for somebody or if you're, you know, self-employed, whatever it may be. So, okay. So you go, you led to that third party. They, they work you through that. Obviously you get whatever amount you start hunting. And so, um, what kind of house do you end up buying? Um, you know what? We bought a, a really beautiful, just kind of in a subdivision. Um, so kind of minimal HOA, but still, um, in a subdivision that has a pool and in, um, I think it was like $140 like quarterly HOA due. So, so not, not anything too, too bad. Okay. Um, 
but it was a, a two story, four bed, three bath home. Um, so it was, it was really nice, you know, had a nice like screen and porch and that kind of stuff. Nice. It was nice. In 2019, that was $325,000. And now I think Zillow will tell you it's like 565. Wow. So the market has done some crazy things. Yeah. The market has, and continues to do some crazy things. How was the process from, um, well, how was the showing process? How many houses did you look at? We probably looked at half a dozen. Okay, and, so and not we that really many. Just kind of wound up lucking out with this one, and I feel like that's what it, what is essentially going to happen for everybody at some point. So, in the process, especially in this market, and how it was in 2019, everything is immensely competitive. You basically have to, if if you find the one that you really want based on the pictures and the descriptions and everything, you basically just have to beg for a pre showing, you know, or be the first one at 8 a.m. the day that the it goes on the market and put your offer in. Yeah. You know, you can't, if, if you dilly dally on it, somebody's going to snap it up. And so did you do exactly what you just said? Yep. Okay. So you find one, does your realtor find, or do you find it on Zillow first or does she send you an MLS? And you're like, we got to be there tomorrow at eight Oh one. These days I feel like it's a combination. No, I mean, what did, what was it like for that particular um, for your this particular one, she buying. sent to us. Okay. She sent to us. So we, we had found some on Zillow as well that we asked her about. Um, and sometimes you send them something on Zillow and they'll, they'll think of the one thing that you were just like, I never even saw that. So I remember one of the houses that we sent her on Zillow, she came back immediately. She said, no garage, it's going to hurt your resale value. And I was like, I didn't even think about it. Right. I never or you, or you see it on Zillow. Garage. Yeah. Or you see it on Zillow and she looks on the MLS and she's like, they have seven offers all over asking. So we're not like, do you want to get into this bidding war? Or like, and you're like, absolutely not. So like, exactly. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, they can also see agent notes that you can't see on the, the MLS the civilian yeah. side, basically. Yeah. So did, did you tour it the same day? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and even that like tour offer same day offer same day Yep. at asking or above. Uh, so it was listed for three nineteen, and we gave three twenty five cause it, it was one that we knew was going to go above. Um, so we got, you know, just enough above to be the competitive ones. Okay. So did you, did, was there any like other people and you had to go back and forth or did you get it? Was it accepted immediately? That one we got accepted immediately. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And about how long did it take to close? Did you do all like inspections and stuff like that? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I, I don't think I would ever buy a house without the inspections. No. Um, but yeah, the inspections came through as well. There's a, there was kind of a, a negotiating period for some small things that were, um, issues in the house and that, you know, we were either asking for to get fixed or they would take some off the closing costs. How the, old was the house? Ooh, like approximately. It, it was less than 10 years old. Okay. So it was a, it was a relatively new. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're still on, you know, original roof, first air conditioner, all that kind of good stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then, um, and then so closing and moving and, and, you know, the house was good and you know, yeah. Fabulous. Gotcha. Okay. And so, um, did you have, what was the, or you didn't have to go through the sale process for that particular house. You never, you didn't end up selling it. No, we didn't. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so fast forward, different time in your life, whatever. Um, you're now on the house hunt again, right? I am. Yes. Okay. So that was what you said. It was 2019. It was. Yep. Okay. So here we are in 2020. What is it? Wow. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. So 
you would think that only so, you know, not that many years later in relatively, you know, same vicinity, you would think not that much has changed, but that would not be the case. No, it's a jungle. It it is. And honestly, the housing market, even compared to about four months ago, is completely different. So, I mean, in this area, we just had this huge bubble. You know, I mean, like I said, that that house that three years ago was 325 is now upwards of 550. And that's the story for pretty much every house. It's, we were not like the lucky ones. Right. Um, but now, you know, we're you're looking at these home values and, you know, there's this meme that I saw of like this like little kitty house that, you know, there's like the yellow one with the blue roof that everybody had in their backyard. And it's like listed on Zillow for $500,000. Oh, and it's yeah. honestly not that much of a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in a year it will be like accurate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so are you using the same realtor? Um, no, using a different realtor this time. Why um, the switch? My fiance actually has a realtor that's like through his work. So oh, okay. um, it's kind of a nice, easy jump there. And does he work in, in the industry you said through his work or do they just have a realtor? They just have a realtor. I don't, okay. yeah. So he, he works um, for a tech company here. Okay. So I guess they also relocate people all the time. Oh so yeah. It, it kind okay. of behooves them to have a realtor. That's pretty staff. cool. Actually. I would have never thought of that, but as you say it, I'm like, why wouldn't a tech company that wants to headhunt and bring people have a realtor where they can be like, we have somebody already set up. What kind yep. of place do you want to live in? Yep. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Okay. So no bad blood. She did a good job for you. You just have a new fiance and the fiance is, uh, has, has another connection. So you're just going with that connection. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. And, um, what kind of house are you looking for? Uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting. So we're looking for something with some acreage with, which in this area is just not really Doesn't feasible. Exist. So we're kind yeah. of, <laughs> we're having, having to go a little outside the triangle, which is fine. Um, but we're learning a lot about all the neighboring, um, towns and, and little townships that are around here, you know, so like everybody knows Wake Forest, but you might not know Youngsville or Franklinton or, you know, those other little teeny tiny places. So yeah. we're, we're kind of learning as we go. Yeah. Like most people know Hillsboro, cool. but not only people know hurdle mills. That's where exactly. I was lucky enough to find a little parcel of land. And, uh, so what, when, when you say a little acreage, what do you mean? How many acres are we talking about? One, looking 12, for like, 40? No, looking for like a minimum of five. Minimum of five. Okay. But you know, it's that even that's hard to find. And is that just because, I mean, I got no, I, I bought 11. So I'm, I'm like, I love land. I'm just curious as to why, cause you said you were in a house in a development, very different. Uh, like I'm assuming that had like a quarter acre or a half acre, yeah, like not much. a lot. Yeah. A tiny little patch <laughs> yeah. of grass. Yeah. Um, you know, little boxes on the hill. Yeah. Um, so you just, is, is it just like change of life or do you have, you know, plans for a little hobby farm or you just like the privacy or just out of curiosity? I think it's a combination of the of the privacy factor, and he also likes to shoot, so we just need a certain amount of of feet between us and any neighbors. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's definitely a good thing. Yeah, I want to make sure that's nice and safe. Yep, yeah, exactly, exactly. Gotcha. Okay, very cool. Um, okay, so to switch gears a little bit, you work in apartment management. So obviously a construction podcast is not like a tremendous amount. I mean, we could talk a little bit about like the repairs side, but more interesting to me, like you see a lot, if not all the people in 
what would maybe not occur to be a crucial step in life, but is a pretty crucial step usually before they're going to buy a house mm -hmm. because you're in like, not like, you know, it's some insane luxury condo, you know, 25, you know, story, whatever, but you're in like a nice condo or a, a nice apartment, you know, association. That's like the step usually mm -hmm. for people who, yeah. you know, going to a home. So does that weigh on, you know, how, does that, I don't, I don't know. Is that like, does that weigh on you at all? Is that cool? Like, I don't know. To me, that seems very interesting. Do you like have any, like, do you help anybody after they're in your apartment complex with like finding a realtor or moving on to their house? So that's, that's kind of like a dichotomy thing. So for us, like we are in the business of, of renting. And so, you know, selling is one thing that we, that we don't do. Um, and, you know, I mean, we love it when people find homes just because, you know, we, we are in the, also in the business of like building people's homes and, and, and providing that, you know, so we, we appreciate that for them, but not something that we typically help with. Cause probably at the end of the day, from like a financial perspective, like you're, you've got to lose, you've got to lose a renter. Now you've got to repaint and like yep. go hunt for a new, a new person. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So on a personal level, we'll be very happy for them, but on a business level. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay. Well, lastly, I guess I forgot to ask when you bought that, uh, first house or I guess only house, I should say, um, did you do any work to it either like by yourselves or did you hire some people to do any work to it? You know, we, we lucked out and we just had a move in ready home. So, um, you know, any of the things that we really had to do were, were pretty much cosmetic, um, some of the things that we did were, um, switching out the cabinets in the garage. Okay. Um, so they just, I think they took like the previous kitchen cabinets that were maybe like original and they remodeled at some point and gotcha. they just took those old kitchen cabinets and, like, and repurposed them. The yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't really a good fit and it, it made the garage too small to park a car in. Right. And so, um, we got some different cabinets and, you know, took some of that space back so that we could park a car. Gotcha. Okay. And did you do that yourself just like with a sledgehammer or did you have to hire somebody to do that? Um, you know, we, we did that. You just did that. Yep. <laughs> yep. There you go. The, the cabinets were already built. So, you know, and we didn't care about the saving the cabinets that we were taking out. So that was a sledgehammer. And then the, the cabinets that were installed were, were pretty easy. So gotcha. it was a nice little DIY. There you go. Gotcha. And I guess, uh, you haven't gotten the new house yet, so I can't ask you about that home buying experience or <laughs> what you're, two. if you're, yeah, episode two. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll bring you back for episode two when you find the house and if you do some work to it, but, um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Of course. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks so much. All right. Bye everybody. <laughs>